Welcome to another episode of the Money and Business Hero podcast, where we talk about the three pillars of financial success, money mindset, money management, and money making. My name is Florian Fritz, and my guest today, Kevin Palmieri, is the founder and co-host of the Next Level University, the global top 100 self-improvement podcast. But Kevin wasn't always a self-improvement guru. So I'm very much interested in hearing your story. Welcome to the show, Kevin. Thank you so very much for having me, Florian. I appreciate it. I don't know if I would consider myself a guru. I'm just trying to get a little bit better every single day, but I very much appreciate the compliment. Awesome. Great to have you here. Now, uh, let's hear about your story. What, uh, what, what happened and what brought you into self-improvement? Uh, mostly pain. And I, I do believe we were talking about that behind the scenes. I think one of the, the catalysts for most people to get into self-improvement or self-help or personal development, whatever you want to consider it, is going through some level of massive pain. So for me, if you were to look at me when I was 25, you would assume I was living the dream. My girlfriend was a model. I had a sports car. I had just competed in and won a bodybuilding show. So I was quite literally in the best shape of my life high paying job, a new place to live, all the, the trappings of success. But internally, I was very unfulfilled. I was very insecure. I was anxious. I was depressed. I was a lot of things that you never would have guessed because you just couldn't see what I was really feeling. Yeah, it was and depressed in a situation like that where you had everything. Yeah. I thought everything external was going to fix everything wrong internal. <laughs> and you've i'm sure you've heard the quote money doesn't buy happiness but everybody wants to find out for themselves it, that it very much is that i assume that well maybe i'll feel better about me when i do get the next car maybe that'll fix it or maybe i'll have confidence in myself when i have a partner who i can say is a model maybe that'll do it and every time it just became a, a key that didn't unlock the door. So I kept saying, well, it's the next thing. It's the next thing. It's the next thing. And I never seemed to find that thing. So I had a, a very challenging time because my, my partner, my girlfriend ended up leaving me because I was so insecure. I was so afraid for her to go chase her greatness that I was subconsciously holding her back. And she should have left me. That's exactly what she should have done. But when she left me, work got slow and I wasn't making any money and my bills effectively just doubled because she was paying half of the rent and the electric bill and the cable bill. So I found myself in a very precarious situation where I wasn't making any money and there was a lot of money going out. $450 car payment, that adds up pretty quickly. So I had a, an initial rock bottom where I felt trapped. I felt stuck. I didn't know what I was going to do. And I said, you know what? I feel all sorts of negative ways. Maybe I just haven't made enough money yet. So let me go focus even more on money and maybe that'll take care of all this. This is going to be fine. Florian, we're not going to worry about it. We're going to go do it. So the next year, I ended up getting a promotion at my job. And just for context, I worked in an industry called weatherization where we would go into buildings and make them more energy efficient. That was my, my job. We worked on mostly state and government contracts. So I got paid through the state and or government. So I got paid a pretty high wage, gratefully. So that next year starts, I get a promotion. And I said, I'm going to grind my face off and do everything I can to make money. Fast forward to the end of the year, I had spent 10 months living on the road because most of our contracts were in other states. And every single week I lived in a hotel, 
I would work Monday through Friday, sleeping in the hotel. I'd be home Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday. I'd leave to be on the road again. I did that every single every single week, every single month for almost a year. And I accomplished my goal of hitting six figures. So I made $100,000 at 26, no college degree. Awesome. Except nothing changed internally. I had the same thing. Nothing happened. Nothing changed. That's the year I started the podcast. So I started a podcast in 2017, fell in love with podcasting. As I know, this job is done. I do not want to do it anymore. I've reached the top of the mountain. I'm not willing to do what it takes, but I'm not making any money. So I'm kind of stuck at this job. I'm not making any money with the podcast. It's not realistic for me in the beginning. So I started to loathe my job. I absolutely hated it. Every time I had to pack my bag and leave, I'd get depressed. I'd get anxious. I'd be so sad. It was terrible. I started calling out of work, leaving the job site early, showing up late. I just not, I was not a good employee. And it all got to the point where I was six hours from where I lived in a hotel room in New Jersey. My alarm clock went off at 5.15. I sat up. I slid to the edge of the bed. I was lacing up my work boots and I, I'd done it a million times before. But that morning, it was like there was 10 televisions on in my head at the same time, and every single one was on a different station. And one is saying, people like you don't get jobs like this, never mind leave them behind. If you ever worked up the courage or stupidity to leave this job, what would your friends think? What would your family think? You make more money than anybody in your family ever has. And what are you going to do if you leave? What's the plan B? And that led to me thinking to myself, if I take my life, I will take all my problems with me. Very blessed. I have a wonderful friend who's now my business partner. I reached out to him via text and I explained what was going on. And he gave me a lot of sage advice and said, Kev, over the last couple of years, your awareness has changed a ton, but your environments have remained the same. I think it's time for you to change your environment. So I ended up leaving that job three or four months later and then becoming a very broke entrepreneur very broke podcaster trying to figure out how to do all this and turn it into a business. And that was in 2018. So I've been a full-time podcaster now almost six years. And now we've turned it into a business and this is what I do for a living now. Didn't start here. Where I am today is not where I've always been. And I always want to make sure that's that's clear to everybody. Awesome. Now, thank you for the story. Thank you for sharing. Now, how long did it take uh, to make some money with a podcast? <laughs> Roughly two years. It took about two years. And part of that was intentional. Part of that was just lack of skills. The intentional part was we learned pretty quickly that our audience is primarily female. I never expected that. I thought our audience was going to be bodybuilding, tattooed people like me. That's what I expected. I thought it was going to be mostly men. So we worked really diligently for the first year, year and a half on our characters becoming more character-driven men, really, really leaning into self-improvement, trying to get rid of any toxic parts of ourselves, trying to eliminate any arrogance or any part of the, the negative parts of the ego. We really said, look, this business is only going to grow to the level that we grow as men. Let's start there. So for the first year, year and a half, we did that. Then I was getting it to the point where I was hitting some pretty serious debt. So we're talking twenty, twenty-five, thirty thousand dollars in debt, credit card debt, not great, because I was fronting stuff that we were doing in the business. I went to my business partner and I said, Hey, I need to start making some money. What are we gonna do? And he said, Well, you should start coaching for free. 
And I said, mm -mm, I don't know if you heard what I said. I need to start making some money, some money, some real money. And he said, well, we have a self-improvement podcast. You could coach people on self-improvement habits, consistency, pr productivity, that type of thing, but you've never coached and we don't have a ton of demand right now. I bet you if you did it for free, you could get some clients and then maybe eventually they'd pay. And that's what I did. I, I went and got five people and I said, I'm, I'm going to coach you for two months completely free. No, no risk. You don't have to give me anything. It's totally free. And I did that. And at the end of the two months, I said, hey, I can't do this for free anymore because we're actually building up some demand with this. What do you think of $50 a call? And everybody said yes. So I went from making $0 to $250 a week. And that was the very beginning where we started to understand, oh, okay, that's kind of going to be our business model. We talk about self-improvement. The bottom of our business model is going to be coaching or speaking or training, group coaching, whatever it may be. Awesome. So uh, what are the most important things that you learned that people should do if they start a business? <laughs> Number one, we make money with it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Of course. Focus. I don't know. I think a lot of people get stuck on focusing more on scaling than they do on building demand. I'm, I'm a very big proponent of doing stuff that is highly unscalable, but ultra valuable. And I think in the beginning, you're trying to differentiate yourself from other people. You're trying to build real authentic relationships with human beings. I don't, I don't think you should worry as much about the scalability. I've worked with hundreds of, of businesses and brands at this point. 5% of them, when we start working together, they have to worry about scalability. The other 95%, they have to worry about building demand. And they just don't know how to do it. They're, they're, they're worrying too much. Well, that's not scalable. It's not. You don't have to worry about that right now. You do that, and then we can figure out with that income how to delegate and make it more scalable. So... One of the big things is focus more on demand than you are on scalability because you're going to have time to think about scalability if you build enough demand. That's part one. And then I would say part two is really focus on leaving your end user, your end consumer, your end client with something different than they're getting anywhere else. If you can differentiate yourself with your personality, if you can differentiate yourself with your brand's personality, with the way your packaging is, with a little note in every box you send, you never know how far that little gesture can go in your business. And if people remember your business or they remember your brand and they have positive feelings and emotions around it, I'm willing to bet you'll, pro you'll probably get further than somebody who doesn't. Awesome. So uh, first of all, be different than everybody else. Mm -hmm. Now, how do you create demand? How do you do that? Yeah. Th so here's the, that's the billion dollar question really, right? Yeah. It's, it's get creative and don't ever over, and this is a fine line, but don't ever overvalue yourself into the point where you won't do stuff for free. I always use the supermarket analogy. You're imagine this, you're at the supermarket and you say, I need six things. I got to do it real quick. I'm in a hurry. And you walk by the stand that is serving these little bite-sized pieces of sausage. And you say, right, I like sausage. I do. I, I do like sausage. Let me have a, let me try a sample of this. That's good. I like that. That is really good. It's only $4.99 for a box. I'm going to scoop a couple boxes. I think the kids will like it. I think my partner will like it. That one piece of sausage, that one little piece of sausage that's probably cost them, I don't know, 10 cents. 
just sold four or five boxes. I think we can do that as digital brands too. So don't be afraid to do a free press release or a free speech or a free presentation or stuff like that. I think the best way to build demand is to do stuff for free, to get the ball rolling, get momentum, get people into your ecosystem, and then people will end up where they should in terms of paying for whatever your products or services are. I'm a very big proponent of doing stuff for free. I think a lot of people connect that to their self-worth. Well, if I do stuff for free, people are going to devalue me. They're going to think I'm not worthy or I'm not valuable. Some people might, but there's also people that you will connect with that you never would otherwise. And I think that's a risk I've always been willing to take. Awesome. Absolutely. I totally agree. Uh, give people the chance to get to know you, right? Yeah. Yeah. And the product. How can they take the decision to to know you like you and trust you and buy from you, right? Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Totally. And you said one one thing earlier, you thought so much about uh, what your friends and your family think. Mm. How much did that keep you from doing anything? How did you overcome that, actually? <laughs> yeah, that that honestly, when I left my job and started this, it wasn't there wasn't a lot of the fear of judgment for me because I really believed from a heart place, a purpose place why we were doing this. It's not, it was never about me. It was never about money. It was never about, it wasn't about any of that. It was about being the person that I needed when I was really struggling. And I try to show up to every interview with the same energy. I try to be the same person in front of everybody because I realize how blessed I am to actually be able to do this. So there wasn't a lot of that because I really believed in what we were doing. And this is the other thing, Florian. I knew a lot of the negative stuff that we were getting was probably people who were jealous because everybody else was going to a job and I was staying home and podcasting. So although I was not making any money at the time, I think a lot of the judgment we were getting was just people that were saying, you guys are losers. You're never going to make it. I, I think a lot of that was coming from jealousy because we were really fulfilled and we were traveling and going to events and we were interviewing amazing people. So yeah, that transparently wasn't as hard for me as I can imagine it would be for other people because I was just proud of what we were doing. And that was really the first time I'd ever been proud of something I've created. Oh, I think that's a pretty good point. If you do something you're you're proud of and you believe in, yeah. it's not as important what other people think, right? Yeah. And I know we're trying to do good in the world. It's not like I'm selling, and I'm nothing against you if you are, it's not like I'm selling alcohol or cigarettes. Like I'm trying to help people become more aware and accomplish their goals. I think that's a really positive things all a positive thing all things considered. So I as long as I can I can have peace and quiet when my head hits the pillow at night, that's really the main focus for me. If and no matter what you're doing, there's always going to be positives and negatives. There's always going to be somebody out there saying, well, I know you you found you found a way to to turn Uh, gasoline into water and now you can make cars that run on water but have you thought of how much water that's going to take yes i have i yeah you know there's going to be a downside to that so that's part of it awesome great now it still took you two years to make money with it <laughs> or become profitable yeah uh how did you manage to keep going to stay consistent uh how important is that what do you think um How did you do that? The overcome that time? What long time? Yes, systems. There is a lot of systems behind the scenes that... So 
really, I'll say three things. One, public accountability. Very early on, we made it a part of our brand that we will never miss an episode. We said it publicly to our audience. We will never miss an episode. Every single week, we're going to have one. Then it was every twice a week, three times a week, all the way up to every single day, which we do now. It's it's non-negotiable. It's built in the culture. We are consistent. We will not miss. That is part of our brand. So that's part one is it became part of our identity. The second thing is we have a lot of systems where Mondays, you can't book anything on my calendar. You can't book anything on my business partner's calendar. That's when we record our seven episodes. Non-negotiable, Monday. It's all. It's got to happen. It's got to happen. The other thing is there's two of us. I might not want to record. I might feel sick of it. I might be tired. I might be frustrated. Maybe my wife and I are had a fight, but Alan's there waiting for me. Same might happen. Alan might not want to do it. He might oversleep, whatever it is. I'm there waiting for him. So there's that built-in accountability, which is huge. And then for us, there's a lot of necessity. I, I have dedicated my life to this. The last thing I'm going to do now is miss an episode after doing a thousand in a row. I don't want, I can't miss now. There's too much skin in the game. I have so much necessity now. So that's a big piece of it as well. And it just, eventually it gets to the point where it becomes who you are. I am a, I am a podcaster. This podcast is who I am. This brand, this business is who I am. I love that. I'm grateful for that. And if I ever stop doing it, I know I'm not going to be fulfilled. I don't want to miss I don't want to miss because I'm fulfilled when I do it. I might not always want to do it in the moment, but I'm always grateful I I did it. So yeah, systems, necessity, public accountability, and then a partnership. Having somebody waiting for you, we will do more for others than we will do for ourselves, especially when that other person is your business partner. So yeah. Okay, great. I think that's some, some super valuable tips. Uh, keeping yourself accountable is much harder than having someone else to... A buddy, <laughs> partner, <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Keep yourself accountable. Doing it publicly—that's uh, uh, absolutely—and and having systems that you just follow. Yeah. Uh, so it's not a decision every morning: do I do something or not, or do I still do something different? Awesome. There's some really, really great tips. Now, today you are making money. How, how important is that? Is money for you? <laughs> As a man, part of one of my basic human needs, money is very, very, very important to me because I grew up without a lot of it. So I had a lot of the blocks around money. I had a very negative money mindset. I had a lot of scarcity around it. So yeah, it's important for me because I want to take care of my wife and I want to make sure our family is is set. And then the other piece of it is it's very hard to grow a business or a brand if you don't have money to pour back into it. So 90% of the money we make ends up going back to the business anyway. Without that, we aren't able to do the important things. We're not able to invest in tools and in training and team. And that really is what has allowed us to get to where we are today. So it is the thing I focus on the most. I think about it constantly. It's always on my mind. How do I make more money for the business in the most aligned ways possible? That is the record that is on repeat in my brain. It is 10 out of 10 important to me. Awesome. And the main purpose is to grow your business and have more impact. Did I get that right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously our lifestyles have increased as we have increased finances, but there's also a piece of that, that you're never going to work with somebody who doesn't appear to be at least as successful as you are. It's, it would be very hard for you to work with an out of shape personal trainer. 
It just doesn't make logical sense. So that's a part of it too, is a lot of the lifestyle is marketing, right? It, it's if if you're going to work with us or you're going to take value from us, you must believe at some level that we have some of the results you desire. If If not, you wouldn't listen to us. So there is a piece of that as well, but it's all connected to how does this ultimately help the business grow exponentially? Yes. Awesome. Great. Thank you. Of course. Now, my main question to everyone, to all my guests, mm. what's your best wealth building tip for our audience? The best, yeah, the best wealth building tip. I would say two things. I would say try to be hyper intentional with money. And all I mean by that is there's a lot of us who we just don't think about it. We hide from it. We don't look at the bank account. We don't track our finances. We don't worry about it. We don't look at the pay stub. We don't look at it. If you're not focused on it, you're not in control of it. Just having more intentionality around trying to make more and spend less, think about that. If you're trying to spend less money and you're intentional about it, you're going to look at the prices differently. You're going to order different stuff off the menu. You're not going to get the $6 coffee. Maybe you'll get the $2.50 coffee. So just the awareness around your intention, that is absolutely massive. And then just a, a part two, work on yourself as much as you work on anything else because your skills monetize forever. If you learn something and it's in your business and then you quit your business and you do something else, that skill can monetize forever. I might be a podcaster, but if somebody wanted to hire a speaker for something, I'm sure I could probably do that too because that's a skill that I've acquired over however many years. So really, really pour into yourself as the most important investment you have because you can monetize much longer than everything else. Wow, beautiful. Love them both. Thank you. <laughs> both tips. Absolutely. Uh, best investment is in yourself. Pays the highest uh, interest, as Ben Franklin already said. <laughs> An investment in yourself. Now, if somebody would like to listen to your podcast or reach out to you to get some more help or uh, about self-improvement or anything, where can they find you? Our podcast is Next Level University. It's on all the podcast platforms. It's on YouTube. And the best place would be my email, kevin at nextleveluniverse.com is my email. I do my own email. So any questions, podcasting, whatever, I'm happy to answer. I'm just a message away. Awesome. I'll definitely share your email address with Thank you. So thank you so much for coming. Kevin, anything we forgot, anything you want to add before we close for today? I would just say the biggest difference between who you are today and who you want to be in the future is your habits. So if you can improve your money habits a little bit, a little bit can go a long way over enough time. That is what I would say as, as a closer. Awesome. Beautiful closer. Thank you. Um, work on your money habits. <laughs> Love that. Thank you so much for coming, Kevin. And thank you so much for listening. If you liked the episode, please don't forget to like it, to subscribe and leave a review so that other people can find it too. Thank you so much and see you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Money and Business Hero podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode and you got some value from it. Please take a moment to leave a rating or even better, a review. That helps awesome people like you to find the show and me to produce more and even better episodes. And don't forget to subscribe. If you want to get regular free tips, tools, techniques on how to build wealth and financial freedom, 
or simply how to improve your financial life in all three pillars of financial success. Join my free Money Hero Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash Money Hero. Find the link in the description or find out more on the website moneyheroacademy.com. See you there.